Listening to the Seek First podcast for students with Stephanie Akiyama and Kurt Petershawn. All right, welcome back to the Seek First student yes, podcast. Yes, welcome all. With Stephanie Akiyama, I am Kurt Petersham, and special guest today, Darius Bauer. Yay! Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darius is a good friend of mine, and Stephanie has just met Darius. Yes. Um, but kind of, he already knew Stephanie's husband, Kay, which is cool. Yep. Um, Pretty cool. But yep. Darius, Darius works as director, pastor of missions at Solid Rock That's right. Church here in town. Um, actually just moved over towards Social Circle. Yep. Um, in that area. Well, in Social Circle, um, which is really cool. So anyway, Darius is someone that um, I, I've really just gotten to know since the summer. And um, man, just hearing your heart for missions, Darius, and um, obviously you being a missionary, that's what we're going to talk about today uh, for many years. Just really wanted to have you on today just to share yeah. your experiences and and your heart for missions and just some thoughts from your perspective, because yeah. you've been able to do, quote unquote, mission. We say, quote unquote, missions. We're going to define missions here. In a yeah. Second, but. Um, you've been able to do this as just a huge part of your life um, yeah. for many years in a way that many people haven't experienced, which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, I mean, do whatever you need to do with the microphone. You're all good. <laughs> Podcasting is weird sometimes. You got, yeah, we've got to get used to it. We've got to get to gear and all this. So here's what we're going to do today. We're just going to have a conversation uh, with Darius, Stephanie, and I um, yep. about just around missions, because I know many of you listening, you may be interested in... Uh, foreign missions or even domestic missions, local mm-hmm. missions and all that. Um, but just kind of what that looks like for your life. And and so hopefully through this conversation, it can just be an encouragement uh, to you if you're listening to this, just to begin or, or continue thinking about that, seeking the Lord first, yeah. as we talk about on this right. podcast, yeah. in you know what that might look like for you in your life with missions. So um, just to jump in, let's start yep. here, Darius. If you will just enlighten us with your uh, with your perspectives <laughs> on some of this, um, I'll tell you what. Just the first question. Tell tell us a little bit of your background, yeah. just kind of where you come from, and yeah. and how you kind of got started into the world of missions. Okay, cool. Sure. Yeah. I mean, first of all, thank you guys for having me here. Um, yeah. Really appreciate the opportunity. Obviously, being with you all and. Um, I just love, you know, like I'm from Salt Rock, you guys are here from Eastridge, and I just love that we can do this together, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, we are one team, like we are mm-hmm. trying to reach our community, we're trying right. to do missions together, whatever God, you know, is doing in the nations in here. So first of all, thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, my name is Darius, and you guys are probably going to hear it very soon, or maybe already, but I'm from Germany. <laughs> you <laughs> so have a little bit of an accent. There's yeah. something <laughs> not Georgia yeah, about your accent. You know like from around Arabic, here. So I was like, wait, yeah. really? <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm from Germany originally, grew up in Germany. Um, and uh, yeah, just like, you know, probably got saved, I would say, when I was like 17, 18 years old. And But even from that time on, or like my whole missions journey kind of started, like, you yeah. know, going to different countries, Albania, Ukraine and whatnot. Um, and so that's kind of like how I got exposed, um, to missions, I would say. And was we, that through a, a church that you were at, like kind of doing missions at, with your church? So it was, it was actually like a missions organization okay. in my city. Yeah. Cool. Um, that we're like really closely affiliated from our church, I would say. Mm-hmm. 
And so they had like flies laying out there and you're like, like one day I saw their flies and was being like, oh wait, you're going to Albania? I was like, and I just really felt the Lord prompting me to go there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told other people that in the past, but I wasn't baptized at that point yet. And my mom always tried to get me to ba get baptized. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt just the Lord like speaking to me like, Darius, I want you to get baptized in Albania on this mission trip. <laughs> And I was like, okay, I'm going to yeah. do it. And I like went to my mom and was like, hey, I'm going to get baptized in Albania. And she was like, wait, what? Like, I want to be there. I was like, I'm really sorry, mom. But, you know, Talk like, to God. Like, yeah. You know, right. He didn't sometimes so. But yeah, that's kind of like how I got introduced to missions and wow. stuff like that. And went to Albania, went to Ukraine later and like, you know, all different kind of places. So it was through a missions organizations in our city, basically. Yeah. yeah. So real quick, where where all have you done missions? Oh, dear Lord. Um, <laughs> if you can, if you can. I mean, uh, me and my wife, I, we have to count like 21 countries, I think, right now. Yeah, gosh. So, I mean, all over Europe, um, basically, um, obviously Greece is part of Europe, Turkey, Jordan, um, mm -hmm. yeah, different parts of the Middle East. We were in Asia, yeah. Thailand, Laos. Um, we just came back from Honduras, which I think you guys also go into yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Central America, too. Um, yeah, like all over, all over the world, Africa, South Africa, um, Zimbabwe. Um, yeah, almost every That's continent I feel yeah. besides Australia, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. So, yeah. Have you gone overseas missions, mm -mm. Stephanie? I mean, I, I went to Ecuador to when Connolly was on the world yeah, race. Yeah. I went and did a parent oh, yeah. week with her. Cool. And so yeah. that was hard. <laughs> they were like, manual labor is a big part. It's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, there's so many different ways to do mission. And we'll get into some of this yeah. in our conversation. But yeah, I mean, it looks kind of comes in all different shapes and sizes, yes. I, I would say. I've, yeah. I've been to Mexico and Honduras as far as foreign, uh, right. not, yeah. not American right. <laughs> right. Uh, mission work. But yeah, man, gosh, so many, I don't know, 20, 30 maybe countries. It's not 30. Let's say more like in the 20s. In the 20s probably, <laughs> countries like that, that yeah. you've been to, though. But just, to, yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's, that's awesome. so, so cool. Yeah. So let's, I, I want to ask you this how would you define yeah. missions when you just think missions kind of the broad yeah. term right because that is a yeah. big broad term yeah um what do you think about or how do you define it? what's kind of your paradigm yeah there? yeah um i think that's a great question um i think the like one time someone asked me that same question but he kind of tried to trick me um <laughs> and uh because he like i you know i gave him a whole paradigm and he was like did you know that missions the word doesn't even exist in the bible <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, so I really like yeah. to figure out, you know, like, what is my paradigm actually? But um, I would say to me, missions probably starts in the smallest way when Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, start with your neighbor, like loving the person next door. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that doesn't even maybe include preaching right. in the first place, but like, you know, being the hands and feet of Christ. Yeah. And just love your neighbor just like God loves you. And just like, you know, let that love flow out into your neighborhood and wherever you are, your city, mm -hmm. your church. Right. That to me is like the smallest part, I would yeah. say, where, where mission starts. But always it's the then, heart of it. I mean, it absolutely is the heart yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously, we have the, the Great Commission, right? Matthew 28. Right. Um, Go therefore into all the nations, preach the gospel, teach them to obey the word, baptize them. Yeah. And so I think, you know, like that, all of this together is to me missions. And, uh, but probably, you know what, I would probably even say we just need to have the paradigm of it's not either or, it's not local or abroad, right. 
or you're, you're compartmentalized, which I think we often do. Right. But we have to see the holistic way of how God looks down from heaven on the earth yeah. and mission starts right where you're at. Right. I think it's like, you know, Jesus said, go, you know, go from Jerusalem and Acts, go from J Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Right. But the question is, where's our Jerusalem? Yeah. Start in your Jerusalem, yeah. which is for us probably yeah. like Covington, right? Right. And, or where were you listening from? Like, where's your Jerusalem? Start there. Yeah. And then go to Samaria, go to the ends of the earth, yeah. go to different places. But I think that is really my heart. And if, it, if we talk about missions, it's like, it's not either or like, you know, I've been a missionary in the Middle East for six years, the last six years. And I feel what I sometimes hear is, you know, like we, we say, you know, if you're, if you're overseas or like in the Middle <laughs> East somewhere else, it's like a whole yeah, task yeah. Than right. being in your home right. country. Yeah. And we're like, no, that, that, that's not the heart of God. Yeah. There's still people lost yeah. in Covington, in Newton County, and we need to reach those people. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that is like when you know when I think about missions, um, is like no, it, it's both and like we cannot do one or the other. Like we need to see and have the heart of God for all lost people. Yeah. yeah, and it sounds like it's not necessarily even what you do, but who you are. Yeah. Like you're that when you wake up in the morning and you're a missionary yeah. when you take a shower, when you eat your exactly. breakfast, when you go and <laughs> yeah, watch yeah. a movie, like whatever. Like yeah. it's just who you are instead of what I do. Like, oh, and now I'm going to do missions. It's like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. You are missions. Like <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Right? We're all disciple makers in the end. Right. And I think as soon as we sometimes give a title to something, mm -hmm. yes. people feel intimidated. Well, they put it in a category then. Then it's, exactly. then it's in a category and it's like, no, 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 this supersedes yeah. all the categories. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like that. I'm not the person who can speak and like <laughs> right. straight gospel like you. Well, yes. you don't have to. Right. Just love them. Love That's them. right. Feed the hungry. Right. Yes. University, yeah. wherever it is. Just yeah. Like, be who you are. God created you. Make right. disciples like... So that's awesome. Yeah, this is going to be a, a five episode, or I'm pretty sure. I know. <laughs> so you're, good. You're a missionary. You're also a preacher, apparently. So, getting going in here, and <laughs> yeah. I like it. This is good stuff. Um, man, yeah, it just made me think about what you said, like the book of Acts, where it's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and Israel. But, okay, so, well, some of the apostles stayed in Jerusalem. Yeah. yeah. That, they, you know, and I'm not saying they never went anywhere else. We don't know, but, yeah. um, they, that was at least their base and, and where they spent most of their time. And some went yeah. out where obviously we see Paul traveling around and doing yeah. a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and Peter a little bit, but like James pretty well stays in Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, it, it, cause yeah, that's not the point. The point is not necessarily where you end up, but yeah. being obedient to the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if that means, and I, I, I think about the guy that where, where Jesus, um, in the gospels, where Jesus heals the guy of demon, demonic possession. Yeah. Yeah. And then this guy comes and begs Jesus, can I go with you now? Yeah. Can yeah. I, can I go where you're going? And Jesus goes, no, 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 you need to go home. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that's your place to go right now right. Yeah. go back home your, because that's where you're needed to yeah. do ministry. Um, anyway, I love that, that you just hit on yeah. the, hit the nail on the head with that. Maybe just, even mention that because I just talked to someone about that. I was like researching a little bit about that, especially when I think if it comes to the West, we always have that paradigm. You're like, we got to go to Central America. We got to go to mm -hmm. Africa, you know, mm -hmm. help the people there. But I think what we often forget, especially in the time of like postmodern Christianity mm -hmm. and the countries we're living in, like Germany, America, like um, I just looked it up. I mean, the growth of the church is so small. Yeah. I mean, yeah. according to Joshua Project, America is 0.8% growth rate. Golly. Of the church, Germany zero point nine. Yeah, it's like, what is happening in, right. in the West? And then, 
you know, we think about the other countries, they're all exceeding us. You look at China, you look at exactly. South Korea, yeah. you look at Iraq yeah, right I mean, now. Iran, I mean, the yes. fastest growing church is right. Iran. Right. Was nineteen percent? That's crazy. I mean, I ran with a. Is that nineteen percent uh, every year? Is that what yeah, that is? Nineteen yeah, percent yeah. a year growing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and we're less than one percent. We're here. less than one yeah. percent. Afghanistan is the second fastest growing church. Yeah, because all the Iranians go to Afghanistan and like we got to preach the gospel to another people group. Wow, how awesome is that? And yeah, we, we just Afghanistan was in news, and even just the ethnocentricity of us as America. What that means is like we just we're so focused on just America being the center of the world. Yeah, and we think. I know we get this thought like we're the only ones who are missionaries. Yeah. <laughs> kind of what you're saying, right? Like we got this Western mindset of like Christianity exists, like the center of it is America. Yeah. Right? We have to send everybody up. But like you just said, there's Iranians who are missionaries to Afghanistan. Yeah. And we don't even see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway. there are South Koreans who are missionaries to America. To America. Yeah. Because they're and coming Africans going, these people need Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a crazy way to think about it too, where we're starting to see a lot more missionaries come to yeah. us. Yes. Which is humbling. I think that's and it big, should be. That is the biggest part, right? Yeah. I think, can we embrace that? Even for me as a right. German, like, can we make that switch in our mind to actually humble ourselves, like mm-hmm. you said, and be like, geez, we need the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. America needs the gospel. Yeah. Like, you know, accepting people who come in from Africa, from Brazil. I mean, the, the most people are sent out, as far as I know, is out of Brazil missionaries right. being sent out. They come to us, like, do yeah. we embrace them? Right. Or are we like, no, no, no. So you got that wrong. We, right. we, we got this. We know Jesus. We got right? this. We're yeah. good. We got yeah. our money. We got our buildings, stuff like that. Yeah. But like, that's not what church is about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, gosh, just it, it makes me think too. Like, who, if we're going to think missions in that paradigm that you just shared, like loving yeah. our neighbor, um, who would be most equipped to share the gospel with Americans? Yeah. Americans. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we should be the ones doing yeah. that yeah. as missionaries here. Um, I remember, and just a uh, quick antidote, um, I remember when I was kind of first getting into youth ministry, and I kind of fought against it a little bit of just like, yeah. I don't want to just be a youth pastor or whatever, um, and really had to seek the Lord in that for like the first year of it. And I remember me and my wife having a lot of conversations about it, just like, I don't know. I don't know if I need to stay here. Like, we wanted to do missions, right? right. And so we almost had this messed up paradigm of the only way to do that is to go somewhere yeah. else and do it overseas. Even though we knew it wasn't, but at the same time, we just it was almost more like that was almost more comfortable to us, like because we had both done a lot of yeah. missions. My wife has done several different things, and I've done some, and we're like, that's where we need to go. And I remember having this moment of just through prayer and seeking the Lord of Him. He did not speak to me audibly, but I would say the clearest one. Maybe this was the clearest, like voice of the Lord moment I would say I've ever had in my yeah. life of just in my spirit, God saying to me, Kurt, you're a missionary, and I want you to be a missionary here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so um, good, yeah. to to use that mindset with student ministry in this area. Yeah, um, and it really humbled me and it just gave me that thought of like, oh yeah, well, you know, well, teenagers around here need Jesus, and I got you know high schools I can go to and middle schools I can mm-hmm. go to, and that's what I kind of built my ministry on was okay, I can be a missionary here. Yeah. So anyway, just it, you know, just having that mindset yeah. of where's my Jerusalem, like yeah. you asked that, or or my Samaria, the, right. the places right around me. Versus it always has to be going, going somewhere else and doing something else. Now, and we'll get to this conversation here in just a second. Um, that it, there obviously is a place for that. There yeah. obviously is a place for God is sending me to a new place, a place yeah. where I'm not at home, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. And for some people, that's the call. Um, yeah. And we need to be obedient yeah. either way. You, you know? know, I think what is even interesting, though, too, is that Jesus said that a prophet in his own hometown 
He doesn't have any glory. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And it feels like, you know, like almost harder. It's yeah. harder. Yeah. yeah. That I mean, I would say it's for me easier to be mm-hmm. quote unquote a missionary in America than I feel in Germany. Yeah. And it's yeah. the same thing like living overseas and I, you know, I don't know what it is, but sometimes it almost feels like the foreigner is more interesting, yes. exciting yeah. than like mm. your American person <laughs> next door is like, right. Right. yeah, I know what you're thinking, but like, wait, you're from Germany. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. yeah. And it like almost immediately gives that open door to like, well, let me tell you great question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell me what right. I'm doing yeah. Here. yeah. So it's like having that, like you say, like that understanding of like, yeah, we are like just be obedient to the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you're called to be here, follow God's calling. If He calls you somewhere else, then go there and you know, yeah, there are sow and reap the fruit in whatever place yeah. you are in. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Apostle Paul had a lot harder time talking to his Jewish neighbors, yeah. even though he did it. But he had a harder time doing that. And Jesus yeah. told him, like, you're going to the Gentiles. But yeah. Yeah, and when he went to the Gentiles, the foreign missions, it was like, man, this is, fruit's coming and gospel's right. spreading, but it was like his his yeah. his people were like, yeah. nah, shut up. Because <laughs> it is hard, and I, I can yeah. attest to that, like going, having been on trips where it's like we're doing house calls and we're sharing the gospel with people we don't know. Yeah. We don't even speak the language. We need an interpreter yeah. and all that, but it's like almost easy yeah. because it's like we're, we're expected to do yeah. that. Yeah. And then you come back home, and you're like, oh, I can't go to my neighbor's house and do that. It's weird, right. you know? Yeah. I can't, like, go pray for my neighbor or something like that because we get that mindset. Yeah. I'm not on a mission trip right now. I yeah. can't do that. Yeah, man, anyway, that's a great... I love that perspective. So you so you have done foreign missions. I was, yeah. We'll call it foreign missions um, as for for extended periods of time. Yeah. Um, where, where's the longest places that you've been, places that you spent the most time? Where yeah. where, where was that? Um, it, it probably is, like, I mean... The last we basically were overseas the last six years, mm-hmm. so we um, spent three years in uh, in Turkey, yeah, and then three years in Jordan. So basically, both the both countries you spend like very similar amount of time in. Yeah, um, I mean both times like to Turkey was like a very special way. I feel like God invited me to go there, and in the same way, when uh, the Lord called us to move from Turkey to Jordan. Mm-hmm. That's like a whole nother crazy <laughs> story how God moved in his place yeah. in our hearts to like move away from there because Turkey for me was like, I'm gonna, I could stay there for the rest of my life and just yeah. live in Turkey because I just, God gave me such a love for these mm. people. Yeah. So yeah, it's like three years in Turkey, three years in Jordan, like the last yeah. six years basically. So just tell us a little bit, how did, how did what did that process look like for y'all um, of being called to go with Turkey first yeah. to, to Turkey and then Jordan? Um, just kind of how did you get hooked up with the organization you were hooked yeah. up with? What did, I don't know, just however you want to share that. Yeah. What was that process like? Um, so basically, yeah, I'm trying to make it not as long, obviously, because that's a long story. Mm-hmm. But um, basically... I felt, first of all, God called me actually to not be a missionary, but someone who is like equipping people yeah. and sending them out to the field out of Germany. Okay. Um, because I don't know if you if you guys know that in history, but the first Protestant mission movement came out of Germany with the Moravians. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Count Sinsenhof, amazing story. Um, but long story short, um, there was a moment in my life when it was, I think it was like 22, um, that God just like, spoke to me actually through a dream and i know like you mm. know someone's like does god speak like that but <laughs> i really do feel yeah. like god yeah. speak, spoke powerfully to me in a dream where i was like um walking on a street and i knew it was in turkey and i was walking down that street and like people were past me by left and right and in the dream i just knew that all these people would go to hell 
Oh my goodness. And I woke up from the dream just like so moved in my heart. And I was like, I just started praying and interceding for the salvation of the people in Turkey. Now the all, to add that, I hated Turks before, <laughs> right? And that was like still like wow, a yeah. unredeemed part that's, of my life. That's right. some honesty right there. <laughs> right. Uh, because, you know, like Turks and Germans, you know, out of history, they're like, you know, differences. And Interesting. the last place I would have gone in my life would have been Turkey. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, I felt okay praying for them. But in my mind, it didn't cross my mind that I would be like a missionary to Turkey. <laughs> wow. yeah. Right? yeah. So I was like, hey, this is powerful, God. I, you know, I would pray for them. I, I knew friends in Turkey who lived there. So I prayed yeah. for them. Yeah. And uh, But then literally the next day later, like at a place, a service I was at, like Jonas altar called God just like broke in so clearly. And I felt the Lord speaking to my heart. There is last night, I did not just call you to pray for people, but to actually be a missionary to wow. this country. Wow. And I was like, but God, like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> right. No, thank you. I was like, yeah, yeah. This is a better place What's behind door yeah. number two. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, no, like, I don't yeah. want to go Lord. Like, you know, and I just, I don't have a heart for these people. I felt the Lord is so resounding in my heart of like, I will give you my heart so you will love them. Like I love them. And then I was like, well, you know, like kind of like my Trump card was like, God, I feel you called me to Germany to raise up people to go to the field. Yeah. Right. Like I want to do, I want to do yeah. ministry. But, I was sent to on my turn. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But what I felt the Lord challenging me then was, Darius, you cannot call people to that lifestyle unless you live your own preaching first. Oh wow! And I was like, mm. <laughs> you win, God. Yeah, <laughs> you're like okay, okay, I give up. So, yeah, I, so I started yeah. going to to Turkey for yeah. some trips and. I really like start feeling that love, experiencing God's love for His people. Now you were married at this point. No, I wasn't. Okay, yeah. I was about to say. So going to your wife and going, guess what, honey? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. We actually uh, we were dating during that time. Okay. So she was in America and I was in Germany, and so like you're told about all this stuff. Then I moved to the mission field and wow. uh, we got married in Turkey. Well, no, well, way. sorry, we got married in Germany, but yeah. <gasps> We lived in Turkey for three years together, yeah. Now, how did this... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm the girl in the group, so I wanna, <laughs> I'm going to talk relationship. How, how did you prepare? No, 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 no. How did this go over with her? Was she like, yes, Turkey? Or was yeah. she like, that is out of the blue? I yeah. mean, had God spoken to her? Like, yeah. how does that Yeah, so so um, let me just say that. So we met in, in South Africa. She was okay. in a world race. Okay. What you mentioned earlier. So yeah. we met in Adventures, South Africa. Adventures, for those of you who don't know. Ventures exactly. and Missions, yeah. yes. world race is a... Yeah. It's a mission organization that does it. Yeah. 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 So that's how we met. We, we, you know, did long distance dating for like a year and we're always like talking, you know, obviously FaceTiming, whatnot. And uh, when she actually was finishing the world race, she had mm -hmm. a layover in Turkey, in Istanbul. And back then she felt like that was a place God would call in the future to. Wow. So when, when we talked about this <laughs> stuff, we just awesome. like felt, you know, like God was lining up like our destinies and callings. Um, yeah. to actually end up in this place one day. That is awesome. Yeah. And he does that. Like that, that is the thing that I tell students all the time. Like God is faithful yeah. to lead. Yeah. If we will listen and look to him, spend time with him, yeah. like he is faithful to yeah. lead. You're not out there on your own. God yeah. is ordering our steps. He is yeah. in dreams, in crazy things. But if we're listening with anticipation, yeah. like God, what today? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He 
answers because yeah. he loves us. He's our dad. We're yeah. his kid. He wants yeah. to guide us. Yeah. 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 So That's through that through that process, then um, feeling like okay, the Lord's definitely calling me to Turkey. Yeah. Um, so how did you end up there long term? Was it an organization you were connected with there, or so I how was? Did that look? I was actually um, so after I got, after I got saved, basically, um, I spent around like a year mm-hmm. um, with a missions organization here in America. Um, okay. It's called ACTS, um, um, Antioch Center for Training and Sending. It was out of okay. Iowa, Kansas City, the house of prayer there. So our big deal was like, we want to see the convergence of the prayer, worship, and missions movement happening. Yeah. We want to see that coming together because you know, they, they have a prayer people in church and they have mm-hmm. missions people in church. Right. There's worship people in the mm-hmm. church. It was like, no, no, like how... There's Bible we, reading people. Right, yeah. yes. There's yes. all like different groups. Yeah, like discipleship like, yeah. group. But why? <laughs> why are we not all... How right. are we going to do all of this together yeah. to like see the unreached people being mm-hmm. reached? And that was right. like our big deal. We want to go to like to the, to the least reached people. We want to go to the place where nobody shared the gospel. Like Paul said, I don't want to build on someone else's foundation, but I want to go where Christ has not been preached yeah. yet. Right, and so I was with that organization for like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a discipleship school. Um, that's where I said we went to the Middle East, to Lebanon, Jordan, went to um, Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, and so it was with that group that I ended up then ultimately going to Eurasia, to Turkey, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So they had a team already over there, um, and I joined them. It was a great group of people. I loved them. I think you know, even as we talk about missions, a big part is like. Who are you doing it with? Yeah. Who is the company that you're doing it with? Yeah. Because you don't want to be alone. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so practically, what did that look like when you got to Turkey? What What did you spend your days doing? Yeah. Great question. Um. So the the two big things that I think for probably like the first three years, which is basically time I was there. Yeah. Um. Was actually spending a great amount of time in prayer and worship. Mm-hmm. Um. Which was probably like between four to six hours a day nice. and uh doing that and then afterwards going to the language center mm-hmm. and studying turkish okay because our heart was really like we want to be we come here with the mindset we're going to be here until god calls us to do something else right so we want to learn the language we want to speak the hard language of the people i don't want to have a translator right i don't want to do, do it in english i don't want to be that person i want to be the person who like knows how to talk to you in your heart language yeah, yeah. and let God move through that in yeah. your heart. So we spend a great amount of time in in prayer, in learning the language and always like with our broken Turkish, like, you know, reaching out to the people on the street, right. basically. That's yeah. awesome. So that was like most of the time we did. And, yeah. it, you know, it doesn't, it's, it feels so insignificant to be honest. But man, when you just got to know, like, what is your priority? Like, what does it mean to be successful on the field? Right. Mm-hmm. And and who else is interceding for these people? You know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. 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 I think awesome. that was a, especially, like, uh, coming out of that prayer movement direction is, like, you know, like, being a friend of God and worshiping in a place where there are not many other people doing that. Right. Yeah. I mean, Turkey is one of the most unreached pe- uh, countries, if not the most unreached country percentage-wise, in the world. Wow. And I don't, right? I I mean, don't think I like, knew that. Yeah, it's like where Christianity started. Yeah, I was about to say, that's yes. where the missions yeah. of Paul, right. exactly. Ephesus, and all the, yes. all the churches in Revelation, yeah. that was all in Turkey. So our, our yeah. prayer was yeah. always like, God, 
do Antioch again. Yes. Right. Do Ephesus again. Restore. Yes. Restore the inheritance yes. of your people in Turkey. God, Man. let the nation sing. Let them rejoice. Yeah. You know, like sowing into, like, even with the mindset of, like, we are sowing into this country and joining saints that have gone before us for the last 2,000 years. Yeah. Talk, talk talk about <laughs> talk about the hard work of that. Um, I like that you said that that y'all y'all spend your days. I mean, you're praying, you're worshiping, yeah. but also learning the language, yeah. um, so that you could then go and have actual conversations with people. Yeah. To me, that when I hear that, I'm like, that's building relationships. That's yeah. getting on their level so that you can actually make friends with somebody that yeah. you can then share the gospel. That you can do life with them because now I don't have to do that through a third party. I don't have yeah. to do it through a translator. Yeah, I can talk to them. But what struck me about it was because missions, I think, again, let's, we can't have this Western mindset about missions where it's just, I'm going to go on my mission trip for a week yeah. and um, take pictures with orphans. Yeah. Rather, it's like a life immersed yeah. in a culture doing hard work yeah. of love yeah. and all that. So anyway, what, what, what was your mindset in all of that? Those long, hard days of yeah. like, one, worship and prayer. I mean, that takes practice to yeah. do that consistently, that long yeah. during the day but also learning the language yeah what was that like for you the mindset of all that i mean i mean I, i'm not gonna sugarcoat it especially if someone's listening who wants to do it in the future or mm -hmm. like you know, as, as who feels called to do it it is hard yeah being on the mission field is extremely hard it's not an easy thing but that brings me to the point of you know like what is what is the reason why why are we doing what we do absolutely yeah and that to me, you know, comes back to the place of, and we all, I think we all know, a lot of us might know the quote from John Piper, you know, like missions exist because worship doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're having the right focus and idea why we are doing missions. And yeah. to me, it is like one of the greatest place in the Bible where I see that is, I think Isaiah 42. Um, Isaiah 42, um, it basically talks about where, where Isaiah sees a vision and he just says, you know, let the let the nations be glad, let the islands rejoice, yeah. let the mountaintops sing, let Selah and Kedar yes. you know, rejoice and praise the Lord. And yeah. then it goes into basically like an end time vision when Jesus comes back. Yeah. And to me, missions is all about raising up worshipers. Yeah. yeah. For when the time of Jesus has come and he comes back. Yeah. yeah. My heart and his eyes, Isaiah 42, sing to the Lord a new song. Like, yo, I want to see Turkey. I want to see the Middle East, Southeast Asia. I want to see those people sing a new song, not in English, not in <laughs> Korean or everything else right. or German. I want to see them yeah. sing a new song with the hard language they have because Jesus said, Every tribe, tongue, and nation, there will be song in front of the throne of God. Yeah. And this is our priority. This is our goal. We want to see people becoming worshipers of Christ because the fact is when I'm on the field and my priority is I want to see people being saved and yeah. I don't see them saved, yeah. what's it going to do to my heart? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I've gone through that. Yeah. Like, like, sorry, like Turkey is one of the hardest places in the world. Yeah. Mm. 
And I, we didn't see a lot of people coming to the Lord. Yeah. And if you're there for three years, you're like, what am I, what, what am I doing here? I'm writing my newsletters to the supporters. I'm like, well, sorry, I'm doing the same thing again this week. You know, like nothing yeah. is happening. Yeah. yeah. You're like, what is it doing? And like, if it's like, there's a point where it's not being cool anymore. It's not exciting anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. the, you know, you're not making the impact in the community that you want to have. The money that people are investing in you, like it's not bearing the fruit in a Western mindset of like, well, if you don't see these goals right. being happening, you're not successful. Right. Is that what the Bible teaches us though? Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that's like, you know, like having a right mindset of that. And I think that's why for us, like being just in a place of prayer and worship, that itself was success. Even if it's hard, even if it's mundane. And let's be real. There were moments where we were just like, okay, I'm quitting today. I, I don't want to pray. I don't want to worship God right now. I'm sorry about that. I'm like really not feeling it. I'm yeah. having culture shock. You know, I don't can't hear people speaking Turkish to me anymore, or Arabic or whatever language. I want is. to go home. Yeah, like God, rapture me. Take yeah, me out of here. Right. I'm ready. So there really are those extremely difficult yeah. moments, but it's like yeah. success in the time also is you're small and little yes to the Lord. Hmm your faithfulness and obedience to Christ. Yeah. yeah, That's success. If I come out of my room, get out of my bed, I'm faithful in that moment. Yeah. Going out, being the hands and feet of Christ, that is success. Yeah, yeah I love However that. small, however big it yeah. is, right. just give your little yes yeah. you have to God. Yeah, And again, that's in Turkey <laughs> and that's in Covington. Absolutely. Yeah. You get up and you got a yes and you got yeah. a, I'm going to be faithful to the Lord today. Right. Yeah. You know. I love that. I love yeah. the definition of success. That's really good. Yeah. Um, man, that was good stuff right there. I know it. Um, yeah. So you're in Turkey three years. Yeah. Obviously, you just talked about some of the challenges there. And then you go to Jordan. Talk yeah. about that a little bit. How'd you get there? What'd that look like? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm really trying to make this really small and concise. So we you're good. To just 10, yeah. 10 episodes yeah. later, right? <laughs> um, so we were just part of a team being in Turkey, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was... Um, I had another dream. Now that might sound weird again, but I don't have a lot of dreams generally. It's like yeah. like once a year or something like that. But if I have something like that, I, I often really know God is speaking. Um, and in the dream, I, I'm not going to share the whole one, but basically I just really felt like God was saying through that dream, there is, you're going to be a leader soon, a leader. And that's why I felt emphasized because I was mm-hmm. part of a team and like, I don't have to be a leader. I don't want to be a leader. It's like a lot of easier not being right, a leader. Right, yeah. right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but literally, I got up, I got up, told my wife, Jessica, then, or, then my wife, I told her about it. Like, man, this is so weird. Like, why should we be a leader and whatnot? But we go down to the place. We're praying with the rest of our team. And my leader comes to me and he says, hey, Darius, um, like the leader in Jordan from the team there is going to go back to America. Mm-hmm. Would you consider becoming a new team leader? in Jordan. And I was just like sitting there. I was like, well, technically no, but let me tell you the dream I literally just had like three hours ago. And so that like how things came together. But I, like I said, I was so, I was, I was actually resistant in my heart because I didn't want to leave. We were just at the point we're done with Turkish learning, learning language. So we have like labeled three years. I like, 30 hours a week learning Turkish. Oh my God. And we were like, man, we were ready preaching the gospel. Right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now comes a moment where, where it's almost like, God, why do you want us to leave? 
Yeah. What is that? So I kind of like, mm. I was really struggling and like wrestling with the Lord in that. And I was like, but I was like, in a, that was like one day really strange. I was like, you know, at a, at a bus stop, you know, and I just like felt that thought coming to my mind, the story of Abraham, you know, where God called Abraham out of his home yes. country to go somewhere else. Right. And you know, you know, those, sometimes you have those weird thoughts in your mind. It's like, that was, I don't know if that was me or God. <laughs> right, yeah, like, that must have been the taco I just ate. Yeah, But so I was literally just saying, okay, God, if that is you, send someone who's going to speak to me about this story and I'm going to tell yes. nobody about it. Gideon's fleece. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. like it goes, hey, like, yeah, <laughs> there was look, not a high uh, chance yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> right. kind of like I feel a purpose. <laughs> right. And so I like, you know, just waiting, telling people, hey, can you pray for me? You know, whatever. I didn't really tell anything about what's going on. Nothing happened. Nobody talked to me about it. So I was like, yes, we're going to stay in Turkey, right? <laughs> we're going to stay here. And See? But then like the last thing was really we're like, okay, let's be really open-handed. Go to Jordan to visit and see if God is doing something there. Long story short, we go there, visit people. And the first night we are there, we go to church service. And the pastor that night he gets up on the, on the pulpit no, before he speaks no, he and he just goes, <laughs> I think there's someone here and God wants to tell you, go and leave your country. Be like Abraham. <laughs> Trust him. He's going to go with you wherever you go. <laughs> and I was like sitting in my chair. I was I was honestly kind of angry because I was like, God, <laughs> right. You're like, oh, no, you didn't. Sitting in the back, arms yeah. crossed. No. Like, no. <laughs> Man. So now the thing is, that's so funny that God made you leave the country to go here, leave the country. That's so funny. And not even just God has a sense of humor. So we like go, go to bed and like, I'm laying in my bed. Like, Jess, I got to tell you something. (laughs) I like this. Like, oh, great. I did that thing with God. And I told her the story. These are missionary couple problems. right? Yeah, exactly. And we're like, okay, well, I guess we're going to (gasps) move. And so we, you got a good woman. You have yeah. a good woman. Shout Always. out to you, Jessica. If you listen to this, you're a good woman. <laughs> she is the woman. So that's how we ended up moving over there. Yeah. Man, so okay, so talk about ministry there a little bit. What did that end up looking like yeah. for three years? I know again, you're trying to boil it down, but yeah. I don't know. What are what was the nature of that ministry? Yeah, I mean, very, Jordan. very similar again. I mean, we're praying, spending a lot of time in prayer and worship, mm-hmm. um, uh, learning now Arabic, basically, which I think <laughs> it's supposed to be the second hardest language in the world. But I know of people who learn Mandarin in China, and they say Arabic is worse <gasps> than China, than Mandarin. Wow. I was like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So we did the same thing again. You're really invested into Arabic, did prayer, did worship. But we also really, um, in that place, we also really started like reaching out to the Syrian refugees. Because oh, during that time, yeah. we had ISIS coming up. Yeah. Um, so they were like all the refugees out of Iraq, yep. Syria, fleeing over the border. I mean, Jordan was overwhelmed with all the refugees i mean jordan is an amazing country the king is amazing um but all these people like fleeing into the country and like un is there but i think i would probably say like some of the greatest ministries to refugees was through ngos basically okay yeah so many people were there yeah so we also did the same thing reaching out to refugees um in different places Mm -hmm. ministering to them and uh, you know like that was just like the most heartbreaking, but also the most rewarding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you're like literally sitting in front of families that have been torn apart by the war. I mean, the, the you know, the Arabic, like the way we communicate with them, like hearing their stories, you know, like how husbands were like, you know, put in prison, tortured to death. Like, like you heard everything, everything. You saw the people with the wounds in their hearts, spiritually, 
physically, I mean, it was heartbreaking, but being able to sow the good news and yeah. bring that kind of hope, even if it's through food and all this stuff, into that place, it was just like, that was amazing. Were they yeah. open to the gospel? Oh, so open. Uh-huh. But and that's where you did a lot of ministry with Muslim people, right? And exactly, all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, even that, like, to your question, like, were they open? And they were so open. I mean, of course, on the one hand, they saw what probably Islam is really about in one sense. Right. But then on the other side, we had so many people who had dreams and visions of Jesus. That's And, you know, you just like heard these stories in the West that it's happening. But sitting in front of a person, a woman who tells you, I actually had a dream of Jesus last night who came into my room and said, that's this and this and this. He was like, oh my, <laughs> are you sure? You know, like, and like there were yeah. many places where we actually went to the book of Revelation chapter four. And like, was that, because if Jesus is described in there. Yeah. It's like, was that a person you see? And we had so many times over, yeah, that was a person I saw in a dream. A man white coming to me, wow. speaking to me that that's a person I saw in a dream. And, so, and you know, that's again, like the, why we do prayer and worship. Yeah. I really do believe that, that from the book of Daniel, there is a spiritual realm right. where mm-hmm. the powers and principalities, but what we do in prayer, it's almost like you're opening up like places in the heavenlies yeah. that God can break in with right. dreams and visions so that people would hear about the gospel yeah. through dreams and visions. But right. it doesn't neglect the fact that Jesus still said, go therefore and preach the gospel. Right. Right. It is both coming together, right. yes. I believe. God is like opening the heart so right. that someone would come with the gospel. And then you can lay it out. Exactly. Yes. Because he's opening the hearts. He's like, right, unless the Father is drawing them. Right. Yeah. That's what Jesus Right. Said. Yeah. And, and, and then you got places like that where there's so much hostility and yeah. so, I mean, there's, there's war and bloodshed and persecution and all these crazy things happening where, I mean, you're going to see naturally, and it seems like we do see this around the world where that kind of landscape, so to speak, that kind of culture, um, almost lends itself to God having to do those sorts of things, those kind of crazy things to get people yeah. to a place where yeah. they're seeing a vision or having a dream or just some sort of yeah. miracle happens, a healing yeah. or whatever, to where it draws them then yeah. to like you. I love the way you put that. To kind of God opening that door, yeah, right. And 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 that you said too, and I think this is important for us to hear. That doesn't negate us yeah. sharing the gospel because right. if somebody sees a vision of Jesus, yeah. that doesn't mean they're now saved. That just means okay, that door has been opened. Yeah. I need right. to go hear someone now share with yeah. me yes. and the, the truth. Most the often they don't even know it's Jesus. Right. right. Yeah, right. They, Sometimes yeah. Some person, I, yeah. I heard stories where yeah. he actually tells them who he is, but there are other stories where he, like they have no clue who it is. Yeah. Right. It's like Philip and the Ethiopian, right? He's exactly, like, do yeah. you yeah. understand what you've been reading, yeah. what you've read? You know, and so he's yeah. helping. To, yeah. We're being used to facilitate that knowledge yeah. and that understanding. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and if Philip would have been like, eh, maybe somebody else will tell him about it. You know? Right, yeah. or yeah. or yeah. he's like, oh, it's obvious. He's reading Isaiah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's yeah. going he's gonna to really. understand, you know, but no. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Man, this has been so good already. Um, I, I was thinking that, like, just... You know, obviously, you, you you had a lot of hard things that y'all yeah. endured, or just like you talked about in Turkey, just maybe not even seeing some of the the fruitfulness. Do you have a cool story of just like a when you really got to see God's faithfulness or God the the fruit come from yeah. the mission work that you were doing? Yeah, I don't know, maybe just yeah. one particular story, just in yeah. general. I don't know something that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we I think I don't know why, but we saw a lot more fruit in in the Middle East, like mm-hmm. in Jordan, where we were at. Um, and 
in general, I think it's every time we just like see the kingdom of God breaking in. Yeah. You know, those stories kind of like what I mentioned, you know, where someone has a dream or something like that. Um, like one, one story that, um, was there was, there was a man and, um, he, he, he went to the mosque, which is like the, the, the Muslim house of prayer, basically, or like a ch the Muslim right. church, so to say. Yeah. And he was praying there and, and he, he went to the bathroom afterwards and, uh, he came out, you know, washed his hands and like threw the, the toilet paper, like the, you know, the paper into the, yeah. into the trash can. And as he threw it in there, he, he saw like this colorful paper in the trash. And so he pulls it out and it actually is a gospel track <gasps> with the gospel on it. <laughs> and he reads through it and he calls the number on there and those, those people send him a Bible. Oh my and word. And then, but like, if, I think, it, I don't know if it was a few days later, a week later, this guy walks by a newly opened church. He comes in, talks to the pastor that we were working with, and the guy that gives his life to the Lord. Wow. And, you know, but I think that I always try to emphasize it's just like, you know, God is everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, like in the most right. random God's in place the trash right. can thing. when he needs to be right. in the, mosque, in <laughs> in the, the bathroom, bathroom, in the mosque, in yes. the trash can. <laughs> wow. God. You know, because God, somebody probably rejected it yeah. the right, right way, yeah. but that guy saw it. Right. And this guy pulled it out. Mm -hmm. The seed is planted, and again, it needs a preaching of the gospel, yes. and it comes into the kingdom of God. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, that was, that was one of the stories. I mean, there are so many. And you were telling me about this, yeah. their openness to hearing the gospel and having opportunities to go and share with so many Muslim people. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, that's and see that incredible. That is, that is so encouraging because for yeah. them. I mean, again, like everyone who's listening to like Muslims are not all these bad people <laughs> right. that we're hearing about. I, yeah. I I have a heart for people. I know it's probably like even a gift from God in that sense, but they're the most hospitable, kind people that I've probably ever met. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go to them. I, mean, I always tell that story. Like if you go to a Jordanian person, like a, a real traditional, you can stay in his house for three days and he's not going to ask you why you're there. <laughs> Wow. Like you could just walk in. You just walk in and they're like, hey, you know, like I'm from wow. Germany. And like I want to visit visit the country. I want to visit, uh, you know, wherever you guys are. And I want to know more about you all. And he's like, they're going to take you in. They're going to feed you, going to host you. You're like, you know, they can do everything. And then the third day they would be like, so what are you actually doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about this. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about this. You know, like, but they give you three days. kind of love that is, experience yeah. there. Wow. So that's 72 so, more hours than you're going to get in this Yeah, country. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> 70 one more maybe maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, like yeah. an hour and yeah. for them it's like so normal to talk about yeah. religion it's like you know here in america and the west it's mm. more like it's like the private space right right don't yeah. talk about them. right politics and religion yeah, yeah keep those yeah that. right they're like oh yeah let's talk about it spirituality is yeah, very prevalent there like yeah daily thing you yeah. talk about it i mean with every taxi driver i was in a car <laughs> i was like you know i had my questions i went through it was yeah like, it was like, because I also want to learn where they are coming from. Yeah. I feel sometimes we're just like preaching at people instead of understanding where Understanding where they're coming from. Yeah. yeah. You want to be interested in the person and just like take the Bible, like slap them over the head with <laughs> it. It's like, you know, like, what are your dreams? Yeah. What is your life about? Like, what are you struggling with? What yeah. is your hope? And like, like, how can we bring that life into their lives and make yeah. a difference? Right. Yeah. And so like, yeah, like we were, I mean, we were talking with so many people and they were, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I've ever had a, a moment where I felt in danger. Hmm. That's how, that's well, I'm that's thinking cool about to hear. one right now, particularly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, maybe. Yeah. Was, but, maybe but one. That was, that was because we were at the border to Syria. Yeah. And uh, 
I probably think there was like a person from ISIS there. Mm. And we were always felt really the Lord like, guys, you got to get out of here. Right. So it was, I think, like yeah. spiritual discernment, yeah. wisdom of like. They let you out through a hole in the wall. <laughs> right. Let you down in a basket. Yeah. That's from the Bible. Besides guys. Yeah. one particular moment in six years, I yeah. never felt. Yeah. That's incredible. And just seeing God, like you were talking about Stephanie, being faithful yeah. to provide. Like yeah. when he then calls you to a place, he's not just going to call you somewhere, leave you there to figure it out. Yeah. You know, but right. you, so, yeah. you see his provision. You see him working yeah. through all right. those spaces. Not that it's um, going to be unicorns and roses. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously. Hard, no. right? And, and there are was, dangerous, was, yeah. dangerous yeah. places yeah. in the world. And yeah. that was my next question is yeah. when, when you felt the burden of it when it was yeah. just so heavy when you were wanting to just go I'm just going home yeah what sustained you I mean I know the short yeah. answer is God but but like what what practices or what yeah. what sustained you yeah. yeah see I think that that why the whole idea of like prayer and worship and the mission feel like to me is so essential yeah because unless it's the Lord sustaining you right mm -hmm. you're gonna leave I mean yeah. the statistic is sad but it's like most of the people will not make it over three years. As a matter of fact, the first year is where most of the people leave. Wow. That's like the norm on the field. Yeah. And that is sad. And again, I don't want to sugarcoat it, but it's like if you feel a call and you go to the field, we need to know like how we are sustaining ourselves through the word of God mm. in prayer. Right. Yeah. And hear his voice. Yeah. Because like, you know, it's when you're on the field, there's your, your pastor's not going to hold your hand. Yeah. And he's not the one sustaining you. Like the word needs to sustain you. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, and I think to me, the big part is like learn how to hear the voice of God in a sense of you know, when he speaks to you, like know when he speaks to you. Yeah. There were so many times where, you know, I just pray like, God, I need to know how much you love me right now. Mm hmm. hmm. Yeah. And that's it. If you hear that voice, it just says, Darius, I love you so much. It doesn't matter what you're going through because my love is greater. That's all you need to know. Yeah. In us moments, sorry. Yeah. That's good, man. Just uh, obviously doing that kind of work, whether it's yeah. missions or just ministry or just life as a yeah. disciple of Jesus. Yeah. I mean, there's so much work to do and things to do, but... I love that heart of it of just coming back to, um, man, being sustained in that I'm a child yeah. of God. Yeah. And wherever he calls me, he's with me and he's good and he's faithful. And being able to go take another step because yeah. I know my God is here. I yeah. know he's with me. I know. what, and, and just remembering your calling, right? Like I think about Isaiah when he calls Isaiah and he, he basically tells him in Isaiah 6, um, nobody's going to listen to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he gives him this vision, right. beautiful, yeah. awesome vision, and he, all these things. Yeah. Then he ends it with, yeah, you're going to go to people who aren't going to care. They're not yeah. going to listen. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. see. Um, but that wasn't the point. Yeah. The point was, you go do what I'm calling you to do, and I'm with yeah. you in yeah. this. Or even poor Jeremiah, perhaps. Yeah. Any of them. Just about, right? The <laughs> prophets. Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah. But I think and one thing I really want to add, because, again, if someone's listening to it and they feel a call to the field, you know, they might think, like, why should I even go there mm -hmm. if it's so hard? And, yeah. you know, it Statistics don't matter. You yes matters. Right. right. If God is calling you, be faithful and go. Yep. Yeah. Like trust that He will sustain you. And yes, I have seen so many people leave from my team and like where we at. But the point is that obedience to the Lord matters. Mm -hmm. If it is just a year, you were successful for a year. Yeah. If you were just for six months, 
your heart matters to God more yeah. than anything else. Right. Right. Because first and foremost, God is interested in our hearts. Right. Not the work we do. We right. are saved Absolutely. already. Absolutely. So and he heart, can do the work all by himself. Exactly. Right? He wants relationship with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And it's just like, you know, like when those times are when you feel, man, I think I'm going to quit. And you give that little yes again to the Lord. It's just like, dude, I love you. But you know what? Even if you wouldn't say that yes right now, I still love you. Yes. And I think that's so important for people that even who leave the field is like that we always tell them like, you did not fail. Yeah. Mm. You did not fail. I don't know, like, if you saw someone saved or not, it doesn't matter in the eyes of God. It does not matter. What matters is that you are faithful yep. and obedience is to love Christ. Yes. That is what matters. If you go home to your family, be, you know, like, you can go with your head hold high right. and say, no, I did it for yeah. a year, for three years, whatever it is. Be faithful to the Lord yeah. and let Him shape that relationship you have with him and get closer to him. Yeah. It's all about getting closer to Jesus, <laughs> right? right? That's yeah. exactly so right. So that's what yes. the mission field is about. Me and yeah. get closer, become a closer friend of Christ. Right. And I think about your time in Turkey where you, like you said, it maybe you didn't see the fruit that you w- wished you had seen or whatever, but you don't have to speak into this deeply if you don't want to, but maybe just even think, you know, how did God use those three years to prepare you for the next three years Yeah. to prepare you even for where you're at now? Yeah. Like there wasn't a, it wasn't pointless, Yeah. right? It wasn't pointless, even though you didn't quote unquote, see the things that you wanted yeah. to see. Yeah. Um, but God had a point, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Looking back, are you able to kind of go, I know that God had a reason that I was in there for three years. Yeah. I mean, you know? Again, like I mean, we, we still shared a lot with the people. Now we right. didn't really see a lot of fruit coming out. Planted of it. seeds, but it's like right, and I, and I think that's yeah. even in uh, our mentality. But you know, it doesn't sound cool if you <laughs> write to your supporters like, "Hey, we just like you. Know, we still did the same thing, shared the gospel, whatnot, but nobody <laughs> yeah. came to the Lord." Yeah. But the fact is that the Bible defines success as the one who sows, the one who reaps, and will have the same reward. Right. Yep. And getting our our mindset. Yeah. trained to actually believing the truth. Right. It's the same in America, right? With how many people do we share in college, in university, in high school? We right. Nothing happens. They make fun of us or whatever. Right. But you know what? If you bring that person from a, a zero to a five on a scale of salvation, yes. of salvation, you were successful. Yes. Yes. If that person comes and reaps, you're going to have the same reward. Yeah. Right. Planted a seed of a thought of a, another conversation they'll have down the road, yes, maybe exactly. in 30 years. Yeah. That has nothing to do with right. you, but it there was a seed yeah. planted. Yeah. Well, and even in your heart, just the miracle of a heart that was hardened toward a people yeah. to be softened yeah. toward a people like that is huge yeah. because we're we're so big right now our, our whole culture is so divided and there's the yeah. other you know whether it's republican democrat whether it's you know yeah. pro-choice pro, pro-life whatever side you fall on to have your heart softened yeah. toward the other yeah so that they yeah. become part of who you love yeah yeah um and isn't it interesting a that, huge miracle it's yeah. interesting that's that huge. you said i didn't know germans and turks aren't the best of friends but yeah, yeah. that was the first place that, yeah uh, maybe that was the point i don't know yeah. maybe Always. just to go darius i need obviously you were a terrible person before darius but aren't we all though right i mean it's always God going, yeah. I need to make you a little less terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like I need to make you a little more like Jesus yeah. so that you can go to the next place I yeah. want right. you so that you can go to the next place right. I want you and all that. So. so I think like the big thing really is like there's a greater goal of God, you know, like if in his plan of right. redemption on the earth, 
but he also have a very he has a goal for each and every individual yeah. exactly and like you guys said in that place god wanted me to make to make me more holy like yes. more christ-like that is success yes yeah that absolutely is huge in of itself yeah yeah um so kind of as we're winding down the conversation, I did want to let you talk a little bit about uh, fundraising too, because that you, you've referenced yeah. it, because that's a huge part of the mission life, yeah. right? Where you're getting, how are you living? How are yeah, you yeah. having food to yeah. eat and all that kind of stuff? Talk about that for a second. What are the challenges there that you yeah. faced? And yeah. I don't know, what was that like for yeah. you? Um, you know, I think, I mean, there are always like all different kind of paradigms about fundraising, if it's mm -hmm. right or not. Um, uh, some people prefer, you know, to go as like, uh, you know, a part-time worker, mm -hmm. like an actual business person, for example. Like yeah, sure. Missionary. Um, other people like Jess and I, we were like full-time, like yeah. raising fund, funds full-time. Um, so I think it really is um, understanding, you know, that even whatever you do, like God is going to provide for you. Mm -hmm. And I think it actually is okay to invite people into the story that God wants to write with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's not my paradigm. It's like, I'm, I want to, I'm just going to ask you because I need money, but it's like, Hey, no, I want to invite you. If mm -hmm. it is on your heart to sow into what God wants to do through us, yeah. I want to invite you to be part of that story. Yeah. If you feel it, would you prayerfully consider partnering with us as we do that and because the fact is even jesus had women in yeah. his ministry who supported him right like right. jesus was walking around and there were women in the bible tells us they were supporting jesus yeah. ministry yeah. yeah so there are you know there are stories and nuances in the bible i think we often don't pick up because i mean we had so many people tell like what do you do is wrong you should never ask for money it's like <laughs> If, hey, okay, if you believe that, that's fine. Yeah. Like, if that's your conviction, right. I bless you. And you know, I mean, obviously, we have people who who stop supporting us for whatever reason. But I think our, our, our heart always needs to be, hey, I bless you. Yes. Like, yeah. if that is where you're at, if that's what God leads you, hey, you're under no obligation. Like, right. bless you. Give it to someone else if you do. Yeah. Like, but just like you, know, be obedient again to right. the Lord. Right. So yeah, like it is hard. Like sitting down with someone and be like. Hey, this is what we're gonna do, and you're like, you're just <laughs> so into our life. Right. It, it it really takes courage to overcome our yeah. pride. Right. Right. Because man, it's a little like, bit awkward. Yeah, it's yeah. awkward. Yeah. But it's like again, it's like, do we trust Jesus? Right. That he's gonna be our provider. Right. And again, it all comes back to a relationship with Christ. Right. Do we trust Him or not? Yes. Yeah. Is trust not always the lesson? <laughs> I mean, it's always it the lesson. Yeah. I think about Paul with the Philippians. He's writing to them. And, okay, so they were sort of the senders, right? He had been to Philippi. Yeah. He had helped start that church. And then they're sending him on his... He's talking about Epaphroditus who comes yeah. to him to give him their gift to him while he's in Rome, right? So they're yeah. they're they're helping him be in Rome. They're sending him things that he yeah. needs. They're helping him with whatever. Yeah. Um, I think all of us should either be a goer, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go where God... Well, you should all go where God's calling us, but overseas missions and that kind of thing. Like, But maybe not everybody, but we all have a way that we can send yeah. people, right. right? We all at least have an opportunity to... Through prayer, through encouragement, through financial support, yeah. yeah, we all have a way that we can help people who God has called to go somewhere else yeah. to go there and yeah. get there. Yeah. Um, that's I think that's so important for us to remember because I, I heard it put this way one time, even about the American church. Like by and large, we're wealthy people yeah. as far as the world is concerned. Oh, yeah. We're very wealthy people. 
that's that's a we can use that as a gift, yeah. right? And money right. can certainly be a curse, but it is a gift if we use it for the kingdom. Yeah. yeah. And if we actually have an ability to help somebody else who God has called to go somewhere else, yeah. then we I think we should, yeah. you know, at least prayerfully consider how we can do that. So. Absolutely. But yeah. yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong. Like, yeah. as long as we're not in our pride demanding people to be like, <laughs> we need this money. Yeah. Or, you are not yeah. faithful to God. Right. Like, right. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like, have the humble heart and humble right. spirit and invite people into what God is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so maybe just last question that I that I can think of. I don't know if you have any others, but um, just kind of wrapping it all up, summing it all up. Yeah. Um, so you're back home now, or I say home. You're in America now because yeah. you're not yeah. from America, but uh, your wife Jess is from America, yeah. but y'all are, y'all are here now and doing, like I opened it up by saying you're the pastor of missions at yeah. Solid Rock. Yeah. Um, I would assume your paradigm has not shifted, even though your geography has shifted um, and all of that. So just talk to us just for a second about um, maybe just the different mindset Hmm. of of, kind of having a ministry of missions now at a local church versus being a foreign missionary kind of over there doing that. Um, But like, what what is it looking like for you now these days um, as you are a a pastor of missions for a local church here in America? And how does that paradigm that you talked about with loving your neighbor and all that, how does that kind of play into that still? And, and yeah. how are you continuing to be yeah. with your heart for missions? How are yeah. you just continuing that here? Yeah. See, I think for me, my, my biggest heart really is to to bring what I learned the last six years on the field yeah. and bring it to the people here where I am right now in Covington and just be like, guys, there's like so much more out there mm-hmm. and we got to reach the people. If it is here in Covington, in Newton County, social circle, if it's out on the, you know, in the mission field, like abroad, like there's more that God wants us to do. Yeah. Like church is a church when it's out, it's outside of its four walls. Right. Right. So to me, it's just like getting people out of their seats and be like, come on, let's live the great commission. Let's live what Christ asked us to do and be the voices to the people. And, uh, so folks, like, I mean, what I did, I just said, like, we just came back from Honduras and I, I do believe even as a, as a pastor of missions of that, even like short-term mission trips are so essential. Like mm-hmm. I have to say, like, even when I was on the field, I kind of like sometimes looked down like the short-term missions because <laughs> it was like sometimes yeah. like bad experiences we had. Right. And sometimes it not, it doesn't really serve the people on the field, which I think it should ultimately. Yeah, right. So I think with what I experienced on the field and like God redeeming my attitude and my experience, to me it really is like, hey, how can we do short-term missions to serve the people on the field who are already there before us? Yes. How can we serve them yet at the same time have my four or five people mm-hmm. really encourage, uh, experience God in their daily life. Right. Because I think the fact is that even like coming back from Honduras right now, like the, the, the few people I had with me, they did stuff all of a sudden, like on that mission trip, preaching the gospel that would have probably taken them a year here in America <laughs> to grow into yeah, them. Yeah. Right, right. So the missions, I think, Short-term missions should be and can be a catalyst for us as church right. to see our people grow in faith, in courage, and boldness to preach the gospel. Yeah. I think if we can, if we can find the right balance right. between short-term the people on the field, if we can find the balance and serve the kingdom of God as a whole, yeah. and we're all gonna come out on right. top of it. Yeah, we're gonna see God's kingdom being 
build faster, quote unquote, right. here in a local community because maybe Paul experienced a great or something great in Honduras and now he's like all on fire for Christ right. and he's like man I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna <laughs> preach the gospel now to every person coming <laughs> yes he might have not had that experience right. here kind of broadening perspectives yeah opening yeah. doors and broadening perspective planting right. seeds yeah. even in them yeah right? exactly and so that's like just my heart as a business pastor I want, I want to see them getting out people getting yeah. out of their seeds go broad you know experience God moving there in a more powerful way because I don't know what it is about about short term but somehow I would say it's almost like a grace that God gives on short-term trips. They're like, I can't explain it. They're like, I see more people getting saved on short-term trips <laughs> than when I'm a long-term worker, right? Yeah. I mean, those kids come in for like two weeks and they're like, they see 20 people being saved. And I'm like, why did that not happen to me? I'm living here for two years. So there's somehow is a grace where God, yeah. I feel, is awakening a fire in the people who go on mission trips. Yeah. And they're going back to bring it back to the church. Yeah, absolutely. Set the people in a church yeah. on fire. Where sometimes yeah. it's those people need to come back for the sake of America or their neighborhood. Yeah. And sometimes it's, there's there's a, I've taken many youth group trips on, on mission trips. And sometimes it's like those kids come back with, I'm going to go do this at Eastside High School. Yeah. And sometimes they come back with, I want to be a long-term foreign missionary. And and, and God kind of sets them on that path yeah. too. Right. There's so many different yeah. ways. Or, or or just they come back a lot more humble than they were before. Yeah. If that happens, yeah. you're like, praise God. That's awesome. That's right. Yeah. You know, and anyway, the fruit that comes at it, like yeah. you said, <laughs> those short-term missions, certainly we can do them in not a healthy way, I yeah. think, if yeah. we had a bad mindset about it. But I yeah, I think it's really is a, a lot about getting out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like once you step yeah. out, like Peter, out of the boat, mm -hmm. you're just going to see God move. Yeah. yeah. And I think as long as we're still just sitting where we're at right now and like we're comfortable, we're good, yeah. we're just not going to see God move. Right. In the way we would like to see him. Because the fact is to yeah. me, the book of Acts is just the beginning of the church. Mm -hmm. We are the church right now. The book of yeah. Acts should still be happening right, right. now yeah. until Christ returns and he's going to be the fulfillment of all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes so. you just got to shake people up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get them out of the... Get yeah. out of the comfort zone. Get yeah. out of the boat. I like and that. And the noise and the, the distraction that we have in our, <laughs> in our world. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, well, any any just advice? Think about just for a second. Think yeah. about there's a young person listening to this going, you know, I feel like maybe God has a call on my life to do mission. However that might look. Maybe it's local yeah. church. Maybe yeah. it's foreign, whatever. Because um, you've lived in both worlds, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, any advice you would give to that young person right yeah. now? I think if, if you feel... Yeah, if someone like feels like God's stirring your heart for local missions abroad, or whatever it is, I feel the first thing is like invite people and voices of wisdom into your life. Mm -hmm. I think we all should do that no matter what. Right. But I feel like, you know, go talk to your parents, go talk to your missions pastor, your youth pastor, whoever it is, and like invite those people into the process. Because yeah. I feel sometimes, especially when we're young, in our, you know, young, in our late teens or wherever you are, um, you know, we, we sometimes make emotional decisions that might not be the most healthy walking right. forward. Yeah. So I think, in, first of all, invite people into your life. Yeah. Talk to them. Have them pray with you. Speak wisdom into your life. And then I would say, like, kind of like what you mentioned, like, you see if there's an outlet, first of all, for, like, local missions. You know, like, let's start yeah. here. Get your feet wet. Yeah, yeah. get your feet wet. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think then the 
even like going along with that, like do short-term outreach. Because mm-hmm. again, like we said, sometimes it's often, generally it's harder to preach gospel here than abroad. Right. Like go abroad, you know, find it, find someone who's going to do missions outreach to wherever for like two weeks. Right. Do this, check it out. Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? You know, if you have diarrhea, are you still yeah. going to enjoy missions <laughs> now? Because it's right. going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're going to get sick most of the time. But. Yes. But cold you know, showers. Do you like cold showers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. So, that, you know, like start that process in a healthy way, I would say. Yeah. And then my biggest encouragement to most of the people is when you're in your late teens or your beginning 20s, after you're done with college, I would say give a year to the Lord. Give one year in your late teens, early 20s to God. You know, do a discipleship school, do a program with the church. Mm-hmm. If they offer that, whatever it is, like give a year to God. Broaden your horizon. And again, if you want to go to the mission field, right. do something where you maybe for three or six months in a different country with a yeah. group of people, with a team, mm-hmm. so you can actually get a taste of what it is like to be on a field. Right. Because when you have three to six months on the field, you will get culture shock. Yeah. You experience culture shock with this big deal. Yeah. You're going to be home away from family and everything mm-hmm. else. And you're going to experience how it is to live with other people together that are really close. <laughs> and have an upset stomach because of whatever you just ate. <laughs> exactly. But let you me know. tell you, like there are a lot of people, like you know, especially when you're in the culture shock, People around you are gonna annoy you pretty bad, pretty quick. Yeah. Because everything else like comes into you, you don't understand the language, you're yeah. you know sensory overload. Yeah, yeah. Like being on a field is like you're putting a magnifying glass on all your issues in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all is gonna come out. Yeah. yeah. And you gotta learn how to deal with that. That's good. That's so good. So get your yeah. feet wet right there, for like yeah. three to six months, give you give a year to the Lord, come back, and then you know, like talk to your church. Okay, how how can your church help you to be sent out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if there's another organization or church, however it is. But these are like probably three, four steps I would probably go through. And That's good, man. Yeah. That's really good. And just like we kind of started with this, just being obedient right. to wherever that ends up. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, probably by and large, it, it ends up with people remaining where they live in Jerusalem, yeah, so to yeah. speak. Um, but being missionaries there, having that yeah. missional mindset and building the kingdom where you live. But for those that are called to go elsewhere, learn yeah. a new language, maybe a new culture. Yeah. Man, just did I love the little yes, like you said. Yeah. Your your simple yes to just go, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And do the hard work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the hard work. Um that's such a big part of it. Yeah. Just being willing to go, okay, every single day. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna get up and do the little things God's called me to do. Yeah. It's really good. Um, well, I think that that was awesome. It was a great conversation. Great stuff. conversation. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Darius, for being yeah. here. Thank oh, you yeah. for sharing with us. Um, so good. Where you been? What you done? All yep. that good stuff. And we, yep. man, hope that just where you're at at Solid Rock right now, and however long God has you there, yeah. hope it just continues to be blessed and fruitful. And um, like you said, man, just being um, the church here in where we live in Newton County and the surrounding areas yeah. together. Yeah, it's such a great thing. Um, it is because we get yeah. to have these kinds of conversations and remember that people at other congregations—I don't say yeah. other churches, but other congregations—and um, we're all following. Jesus together yeah. and right. continuing to build the kingdom. Absolutely. You yeah. Know, where we're at. So man, I hope the Lord blesses you guys in Amen. that and just your continued ministry Absolutely. efforts and you and Jess and your beautiful family as well. So 
anyway, thank you all for listening today to the Seek First podcast. We hope it was awesome. If you have questions, um, if you know me or Stephanie, you can reach out to us and we can get in touch with Darius and yeah. maybe he'll answer some more questions. Or maybe we'll have you on again at some point and just um, kind of continue our conversation sure. anyway. So anyway, thank you all for listening. Yes. And as always, Seek, seek First, the, the Kingdom, kingdom of, of God. God. Thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.